0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Ecclesia in Exile. This will be our third full episode. This is a podcast where uh, we discuss uh, various topics uh, in our modern culture through the lens of scripture. And today's episode is guns. We're going to be talking about firearms, the Second Amendment. Um, So I'm here today with my pastor, Michael Weyer. Howdy. Good morning. I hope you've yeah. had a good day so far. I have. And I hope you, that uh, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, that you're having a great morning, day, mm. evening, whatever it is, <laughs> wherever you are in the world. Right. Um, and that you are uh, hopefully is giving us your drive time or whatever, that you'll be edified by what we talk about today. So, Michael, um, we're here obviously discussing guns today. Does the Bible allow for the use of firearms? Yes. Just a simple answer. Yes. Uh, I think... One of the, my
1: favorite passages to go to is where Christ tells the disciples, "If you do not have a sword, you know, go sell your cloak, and it's it's more important to keep a you know a weapon on you than to keep warm. So, um, you know, go sell your cloak and and, and buy
0: a sword." So, so self defense apparently was was something that was encouraged.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yes,
0: yeah. Um, <clears throat> should Christians be gun owners?
1: I think so. Yes, I think all Christians should be gun owners. Is there a limit? To,
0: <laughs> can I can I have like a hundred? Well, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> if,
1: if your if your budget and your
0: wife will allow it, then that's fine. I there mean, you yeah. go. So, uh, Michael, before we started recording, we were discussing a little bit the concept of uh, pro guns but afraid of guns. Right. Um, there is uh, on we we both listen to the Canon app. We use the Canon app right. to uh, learn and be edified daily. i daily on my part. Yeah, me uh, too. Yeah, and. Um, there is a documentary that was released not too long ago on that uh, app, and I think it's been out for a while, but I just came across it because they uploaded it to the app, and it's called uh, I think it's called Right to Carry, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a it's a it's a documentary journeying um, or a documentary journey uh, d- recording and detailing uh, the producers. Uh, journey from being a non-gun owner right. to being a gun owner, and uh, the thing he said that was really striking was, you know, hey, I've I've always been pro guns. I was raised to be pro guns. I'm pro Second Amendment. I'm for yeah. the right to conceal and right to carry and all that stuff. But I've I'm afraid of guns. I've never I'd never owned one. I'd never shot one. Um, I'd never really even held one. And uh, he kind of talks through how he goes about purchasing firearms. Michael, do you think there's a lot of people in that camp?
1: Yes. I think, I think one of the problems that we have is, um, we don't have, we either have dads who aren't there or they don't take the time to, uh, teach and familiarize their children with, with firearms. And so then, uh, knowing that a firearm can kill you, uh, and not knowing really how to handle it and the safety and all the things that needs to go with uh, along with uh, purchasing and owning a firearm, I think that scares a lot of young men. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's very prevalent. Um, and I think one of the the best ways to to fix that is there's so many places that you can uh, do training. You can have, I mean, you can have in depth tactical training done. Um, you know, you could go through courses to do that, but you could just go through a simple hunter safety course, um, mm. and um, and then you know that that's going to familiarize you with it. And then you know it's it, it, it's at least in our county it'd be very hard to not throw a rock and hit a hunter. So yeah. I mean you've you probably got a friend who would love to take you out shooting, right? You know they whatever, lot, and
0: whatever gun you well, want, that's right, right. He's probably got something. That's
1: exactly right. Yeah. So uh, you know, and and then and then he can advise you on what kind of gun you probably would need for whatever needs you may have, and
0: you know it kind of fills that role in. So um, you're talking about the different kinds of weapons. Um, one of the things that I think is really important to remember, and I'm sure you probably agree, is that a gun is a tool. That's right. No one gun can do everything. That's some guns can do a lot of things. Yep. Um, shotguns can do most things, but every gun is designed for a specific purpose. Right. Um, so you said uh, you're talking about you know maybe, maybe there's a certain fear factor right for some people in owning a firearm. Like oh, I've never, I've just never done it. I've never shot much i've never thought through it but i think uh part of it could also be the responsibility and there's a lot of responsibility yes and owning a gun isn't there yes um go ahead
1: no i was just going to say that we we it's not a toy it's it, you That's know right. it's not something to play with. it's not just something to have fun with it is it is it has a purpose um and most people don't like it but the main purpose is not hunting is killing and so you know when we, when we purchase a firearm, you don't only really have to worry about who you may have to stop, maybe, but who's around them, right? who's in the vicinity, who could be hurt by your actions. Um, and so I think that we, we have to take that very seriously um, and then consider that um, it, should, it, it should bother us if we would have to, to harm or kill uh, an image bearer. Right, and so we should always look at it in that respect.
0: Right, I I will I will carry this in the event that I may need it, but I would rather not use it. Correct, correct. So, um, you're talking about the thinking through the, you know, who's behind your your uh, site, who's right. If you're, if you're going to uh, pull a gun on somebody in a concealed carry scenario, right. somebody uh, attacks you, attacks uh, somebody you're with, even attacks a stranger. And uh, specifically, uh, I would think a man attacking a woman Correct. or attacking a child. Uh, you have to think about who else you might hit with that, with that round. Correct. Um, and, you know, these aren't, it's not a fun thing to think about, Um but you know being a concealed carry because that's what we're discussing right now, carrying in, uh, open either open carry or concealed carry in public.
1: Right, right. Um, not, not in South Carolina. Soon in South Carolina. Hopefully, Hopefully <laughs> they soon. they
0: did pass an open carry bill. That's right, Yeah, but it's not in effect yet. It's it's not in effect yet, and it's only if you already have the concealed carry. Right. Um, whereas I think North Carolina, it's it's, it's open. It's carry. open carry. Yeah. Um, it's not just something cool or macho to carry a gun on you you may actually have to use it and That's be prepared right. to, to potentially wound or take somebody's life. Um, and so there's a certain, like a massive element of responsibility that comes with that yep. because, as you just said, it's not a toy. That's right. Um, it may be fun to shoot at home. It may be fun to, to go plinking and target shooting and stuff like that. But when you're out there in public – um, it's not something to be trifled with. Um, and you're taking on a massive resp- you're, you're taking on and saying that you're willing to be responsible for the defense of not just yourself or maybe the loved one or the child that you're with, right? but for everybody around you. That's exactly right. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's, and that's the thing too. You, you, it, you have the responsibility of this may be uh, a physical confrontation, but you now have elevated it to life and death. Right. And so that's a great response. When are you going to pull it out? You
0: know, under what circumstances? So to wound or to kill, uh, which 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 and when? What are some guidelines? Uh, let's talk. Let's actually talk uh, first about a. We're, since we're on the topic of concealed sure. carry or open carry, public carry, we'll talk about that, and then we'll move into okay. the home. All right. So um, when is it okay to draw a gun? I mean, we know what the law says. Uh, it's you have uh, three criteria that have to be met. One, you have to be Act, someone's life actually has to be in danger. They're right. actually going to use something that it poses a legitimate threat to you. Right. Um, <clears throat> and that doesn't mean that they were going to shoot you with a water gun or something. No, right. They were yeah. yeah, coming at you with lethal force. Correct. Um, and so, under, you know, thinking through that, um, but uh, with a Christian spin on it, is there a time when in public, if somebody was trying to hurt you or trying to harm you, that you would maybe wouldn't try to kill them or wouldn't try to use lethal force. Yeah, I think,
1: I th- I think the, if you're in public, um, and then, I mean, if he's, if he's armed with a, with a pistol <clears throat> and he's threatening you, I think, I don't, I don't think that you sit there and try to determine whether or not it's, it's time to kill or not. I think you, you, you're, you're past that already. Yeah, you're past that already. If he's already pulled, then, um, well if he's already drawn down on you, you're yeah, probably That's right. <laughs> I mean you I mean, you know, you're I think I think if, if there's a threat, if he's pulled, then or if he's pulled on someone else, center mass is the only shot. I right. Mean, you know, uh aim small, hit small. So um yeah, so that's that's that is I mean that's but but if he's got a knife, right, and he's ten foot from still
0: you, still lethal. He's still yeah, threatening he's, lethal force.
1: That's right. Um I would at least um, shoot him in the leg to see how determined he is to, to close that 10 feet because right. he's got to close that 10 feet to get me.
0: So that's a good point. So, you know, there there can be a, uh, a scenario where maybe they don't have a gun. Maybe they've got a baseball bat or something like that. Right. Maybe then you're not you're not shooting center mass. Maybe then you're trying to hit a leg or, or a right. lower body somewhere. That's right. Um maybe not a or i would say definitely not a warning shot you're no. not going to intentionally miss no no um but you may take a, a lower body shot and under certain circumstances right um especially you know it, it, a lot of this involves making judgment calls and that's, that's right. what that's where the responsibility and the difficulty comes and because th- if the guy's like 6'4 and 250 right. i may yeah. shoot center mass just because he's buddy, he's going he's <laughs> going close that distance anyway yeah that's right and he's um, going to hurt me <laughs> right whereas if he's you know Five six one twenty. Yeah, he's probably not. If if he gets a good shot somewhere that's non lethal, that may be enough to slow him down. That's right. Well, and I think
1: one of the reasons it's real good to talk about these things now is the adrenaline's not pumping. Mm -hmm. You know, you're. It's not. It's it's not life and death right this moment. So you think through it in that way. The only other thing, the only caveat to that, I would say, six the six foot four guy, yeah, probably shooting him center mass not just because he's big and can can close quick but the, but the the issue the issue is what if i miss his leg i'm probably only going to get one good shot um yeah with someone that much bigger than you that's right um and especially if i can't retreat so if i'm my back's against the wall then right he's put me in a position to have to kill him
0: so that you brought up retreat um should we as christians as is open carry and all that should we um, you know I th- what is the the, te- the term for it? Castle? Uh, uh, castle laws or castle um, doctrine. So discuss that real quick and um, is that legitimate? Well, for me, I think that any t- I,
1: okay, so my dad always taught me um, there's no shame in retreating when you know you can't win uh, or your life's in danger uh, except you can't retreat anywhere past your home. So if you're at home, then then no there's no running it's your home you you have nowhere else to go and so but if you're in public <clears throat> as long as you're not abandoning other people to danger mm-hmm. then it's legitimate to flee
0: stand your ground
1: laws that's what i was it just
0: left me go. i should have i should have had that in my notes because i thought that term like a hundred times this week and then when yeah. i needed it it went away um <laughs> yeah, I definitely think there's times where it's legitimate to stand your ground, but it's not required. It's not. And um, especially, when you, like you said, it's it's, it's judgment calls. Mm-hmm. And if I know that I can't win, you know, if I'm in a place where the guys, I've got, you know, let's say you're out with a small arm. You've got a right. 380, and you've got five shots. And uh, you've got two guys just hopped out of a truck with AKMs. Can you stand your ground? Absolutely. We'll um, miss you. <laughs> well, <laughs> um and i think it would be an honorable thing if you tried to fight back sure um, sure i mean if you're protecting others especially if you're drawing if you're pre- attention away from others but if it's just you yeah, and, yeah. and it's a situation where it's them two versus you yep. there's no shame in trying to run from oh, that. no now just you know and maybe a viewer would or a listener would disagree but if it's me and I've got those five rounds. I'm praying and I'm squeezing all five of them out. Right. Um, if somebody else's life is in danger, Correct. I'm going down with them. Right. Right. I'm not going to stand by and say I didn't do anything. Well,
1: and that's the thing. If you think about if you if you make them duck for just a moment, those five rounds it's not going to be a long time. But if you make them duck and have to reassess
0: the situation, it may give others time to get away. Right. Or perhaps somebody else who was armed to draw, that's or right. somebody else who was just really brave to make <laughs> that's right you <laughs> make never some have. kind of move that's right um so transitioning into uh, into home defense mm-hmm. um my and I think nearly all instructors I've ever listened to and you and I would both agree and like you just said if you're it's one thing there's things to think about whether or not I'm going to use deadly force whether or not uh you know who's in my sight picture right um what where am i aiming those kinds of things when i'm in public there's a lot more to think through because there's so many more, uh, more moving parts right at home it's really not that way it's if not. somebody's violated your your home they have violated your sanctity they that's right. they as you said the castle laws they violated your castle that's right and that's a totally different scenario
1: yeah exactly um if i've i've often told the congregation it you know if you uh, are found in my house after a certain time at night, I'm I'm not going to ask you why you're there. I'm just going to shoot you.
0: Right. So that's actually and and this was coming home to scripture. This is something that's addressed right. directly in Exodus.
1: That's right. So if you find them at home mm-hmm. uh, in the dark, <laughs> right, then you don't ask questions. You're, you're the blood's not on your hands.
0: Right, and it it specifically says um, if uh, a thief is found breaking in. Um, and uh, he is struck so that he dies, then right. there's no blood guilt. But if the sun has risen, uh, it's different. And the, the there's some keywords in there. The first one would be the thief. That's right. Um, if he's there to steal something at night, you can't tell what he's there for. You can't see him. Nowadays, we live in uh, places that are well lit by street lights, and you've probably got various small lights That's right. on in your house. Even if you don't have some kind of night lights to help you find your way through your home, you've probably got appliances that shine. Yeah. Um, but back then it would have been mostly pitch black, other than firelight. That's right, uh, or moonlight, and so there, it's a whole lot less ability to actually see and assess what's going on. That's right. And I'm again, I'm not gonna. Hey, over there. Are That's you? right. That's right. <laughs> you know, maybe in an ancient times, if you spoke out aloud, maybe, um, maybe they run, maybe they respond. Oh, I is this not my house? <laughs> right. Knows? Right. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Who knows what the response would be? But in our times. It's very likely that whoever's in your home is armed as well. Right, and you're giving yourself away when you try to talk. That's right. Um, and it's so. The, uh, but the the word thief uh, implies that they were there to steal something. That's right. But they've entered into the very most central part of your life. They've entered into your home, your That's your right. house. That's just right. where you're safe, right? So yeah, they've There's forfeited. A there. Right, they've forfeited their uh, will or their right to live. That's right. By threatening potentially your and so your life you can't see them you can't tell what's going on that's right if i and so it says um and he struck so that he dies there's no blood there's no blood guilt so if you catch somebody in your home at night you can't tell what they're there for That's right. statistically most break-ins right now in america they will go for pharmaceuticals people are looking for drugs uh in your house and then actually valuables like jewels and jewelry is second right um but you don't know why they're there and you no. don't know if they're armed and they may shoot you out of fear. So biblically, if you were to to use lethal force on someone in your home, the blood guilt is not on your hands. That's
1: right. That's exactly right. And I, and I think that that's really important that we see that, um, because a hundred years ago, most people who broke into your home was breaking in to steal and leave. They didn't want confrontation. They didn't want, you know, they didn't want to hurt you. But, as we've gone deeper into the 20th, and now the 21st century, we're seeing that more and more thieves are willing to take your life not to not go to jail. Yes, right. And so um, it's it would be foolish to to even at to, to even you know speak to the, the person. Right. It would, it would just let's bring let's bring what force we need to to stop them. Um, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna aim lethal. Whether or not I kill the person is it would be another story. Um, but it, it, it would always be, it would always be the protection of my family's first. That's right. And then, and then we'll figure out why they were there second.
0: And, um, with the figuring out why they're there, you know, that transitions into the next part of the verse, but if the sun has risen on him. Right. Um, so it implies that if you, if the sun's up, if you've got light enough to discern what they're there they're for, right? um, then now the circumstances change. Correct. It doesn't mean that you can't still use lethal force. If you come around the corner and they've got a gun in one hand and they're digging with the other. That's right. Then maybe you, uh, I would probably still use uh, some kind of lethal force, but it it depends. Um, Maybe you get a really good view of them. They don't know your home. Your car's not there because it's in the shop. You've been laying on the couch reading a book. You hear someone come in the back door and they're just walking through your house with nothing but their bare hands and a pillowcase to put stuff in, <laughs> right? Maybe that's different, yeah. Um, yeah. And so the the scriptures actually doesn't cover the no. use of lethal force in that scenario. Maybe you can draw down on them and say, "Hey, man, uh, all right, you don't move, and we're gonna give, give the good old five uh, zero a call." And that's they're right. To come down here and deal with you. That's right.
1: Well, and th- and I think that's yeah, I think that's um, that's a good scenario if if they walk in and it it is clear that they have no lethal intent or any harm intended. They're there to just steal. Um, Then, then I think that it's very legitimate to say,
0: all right, we're not, I'm not going to kill him. Right. And I think even, would you agree with this? Mm -hmm. This is another scenario. If let's say that they don't realize you're home or you come home and they're like, Oh, I thought he was supposed to be at work. Right. And they're running from you. Uh, they're trying to get out of the house. Right. Um, I would say that that's still not a scenario where I'm going to use lethal force. No, no. And may, maybe not even force at all because... Right. Um, I'd I, rather them get out and <clears throat> yeah. not have the blood guilt on my hands. That's right. Than to, to catch them and possibly kill them in a scenario that the scriptures did not give me that permission.
1: Right. Right, exactly. Well, here's the... Here's, let's complicate it a little bit, though. What if he's What if he's... Running out with you know um, something very valuable of yours, it um, still doesn't give you a right to kill him. That's right. And so I think that we we often think wrongly about that. Um, yeah, but, you touch
0: my stuff. Yeah, and that's <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it, that's not that's not legitimate um, reason to take someone's life. Um, so he's an image of God. You you should hope that
0: God would save him. Right.
1: And that uh, that he would truly repent. And maybe one day get, you get your stereo back or whatever.
0: Right. And uh, all this, I uh, hope to the listener would demonstrate that because we're gun owners, we're not trigger happy. No, no. We're trying to think of as many ways out of having to take a, take a life as we can. That's right. I'm looking for as many excuses not to shoot you yep. as I can. That's right. I'm only going to pull the trigger if if you have given me no other option. That's right. Yeah. Hey, you're, you know, you're. You're gonna harm me, or you're gonna harm my family, and that's so it. there's. I, I'm sorry, I, there's no there's no other questions I can ask. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um. So we talked. Uh, we what we should talk about next is uh <laughs> the the concept of men uh, as providers because we're talking about defense, home defense, self defense. Yep. Um, And uh, I think a lot of times, and then you know, maybe if you're if you're listening and you're like, well, I'm you know, I'm in that category of, uh, I'm the guy that you know, I've I've been around guns, I know about them, I think you should have them, I just don't have them. Right. Uh, This is where it gets a little dicey, maybe for you because, um, you know, we think of the word provider and we think of giving and providing financially, right? Or maybe even if you've been well trained uh, uh, theologically in your church. Has taught you well. You probably know that it extends also into into not just finances, but um, food, water, and, and shelter. Providing a home for your wife, providing right. an education for your children. But the word also includes defense. Um, it includes protection. Yep. And um, you know, we live in a time where there's so many threats. Yep. There's never been this much threat. I think of of kidnapping and and right. violence. Um, and home break-ins. Um, so, Michael, what if you're a man and maybe you don't own a gun? Um, should you be taking practical steps immediately? <laughs>
1: yeah, sell your coat and go get one. Um, I think that that's something that we need to really impress upon young men. It it is well. It I, in any situation, if if a young man's out in public and a woman's being accosted. Uh, or violated in some way, then it is his duty to intervene. Now, it's dangerous because if she's an abused wife, she's likely going to turn on you. But it it is it is your duty to make sure that women in general around you are protected. <clears throat> but, but then you take that one step further. Now you've made vows before God and, and her family that you're going to provide protection for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're you're going to provide the security that she needs, not just financially, but physically. And so, um, so I I would say that you know, uh, get off the snide. Whatever you got to do to get you in a place where you're comfortable with a firearm do that
0: right and if you if you don't know and you're like i don't even know what kind of gun to get right reach out if you know me or michael reach out to us we would love nothing more than to help you absolutely if you know someone if you got a family member like oh yeah that's joe bob gun owner over there he's got everything that's right um contact and reach out to people be uh humble enough to say you know what i don't know where to start but i know that i need to start correct and i want to move that direction
1: well and that's yeah that's one of the I mean like for example I mean if for home defense I think the best thing in the world is a shotgun. Um because you don't have to be uh you don't have to be a marksman uh and and listen, you you let off a 16 gauge in the middle of your hallway. It's deafening. It's deafening. I mean it's 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 going to be shocking awe to that person.
0: And if they are there if if they're not there to harm you, it's just stunning just the the right <laughs> just the concussion from the the blast That's and just right. the noise and all in the flash. Um, but it's absolutely going to uh, to stop a threat. There's That's nothing right. that stops a threat better than a shotgun. But I've you know I've I've uh, you know done a lot of uh, research and thinking through the home defense scenarios. And I really think that, uh, for, you know, it, shotgun as far as stopping people is the best. Yeah. But everybody's home scenario is different. That's you right. You know, maybe you live in a home where, um, actually let me let me backtrack and start over. You've got to think about your unique situation. That's right. Your unique home layout. Who's around you? Where are the kids sleeping? Where am I? Where are me and my wife sleeping? Which side of the bed does she sleep on? Where's the front door? Where's the back door? And if right. in an, if um, a bullet travels through a wall what's it going to hit correct you know so for me uh we all sleep right next to each other um there's no way because of how we sleep in our home because of our home layout that i'm going to hit anybody um unless someone's out of bed right and it's a couple hundred yards every direction from out you know, all four walls to get to another house. Right. So my, you know, whatever, I, I can pretty much shoot whatever I want to in my house. Right, yeah. Because I'm not worried about hitting somebody else. Yeah. They're all right here in the same quadrant of the house. And it's if it goes through the wall, it's got to go through a couple hundred yards and a bunch of trees. That's right, yeah. And it's not going to do that. Right, right. But, you know, everyone's scenario is different. Maybe you're listening to this, you go, well, I live in an apartment complex. And um, if I shoot a 12-gauge shotgun... Um, maybe the buckshot goes through the wall. Right, right. Um, maybe, uh, maybe you want to tone it down to like a 9 millimeter carbine or something like that That's with right. hollow points. Right. Where you're going to stop. Your projectile is going to hit whatever it's going to hit and stop. Um, so, you know, regardless of your house situation, there's something out there. There's a firearm out there that will fill that need. There's That's a right. tool for that job. You just got to go out there and start thinking through, okay, the kids live. the kids sleep across the hall – if the, if whoever it is is already in that hallway by the time i realize they're there if i fire that direction what kind, what am i firing and is it going to potentially go through and hurt somebody else that's right yeah um i think you know i've been to your home you probably are, are in an awesome scenario for a shotgun that's right yeah
1: yeah I, and and that's i mean and it sounds it sounds almost morbid but you've got to tactically think through if someone's coming into my home What's the best way for me to protect my wife? And so we have a plan, um, and and we we've kind of walked through that plan together. We know where she's to be, because we're empty nesters now, so it's just me and her, um, and uh, and so it's it's you know we we've set out a plan. This is what we're going to do if if someone is threatening to break in the home, and so. I think that it's really good to walk through that, especially mm. with, especially if you have little kids, right? Um, because the worst thing that could happen was be them uh, be fearful uh, and you know overwhelmed by that fear and, and actually fall into the line of fire. Um,
0: it's funny you bring up the the topic of kids and you know, just as an illustration of how everything in the Bible runs together, <laughs> um, because you know. When you tra- you're training up little kids in the ways of the Lord, um, especially if it's a cute kid, it can be very difficult to be firm in, in your right. discipline, but it really could come down to, you know, hey, I need you to do this, and now your life depends on it. I don't want to tell you that and freak you out, right? but you know, daddy or mommy just told me to do this and they need to know that they need to obey. That's right. Um, and so that's the part of the importance of training your kids and teaching them to obey their parents when they're told. Right. Because in a scenario that's, I mean, as, as horrible and horrific as it as it could be, and as, even though it's a slim chance, what you don't want to happen is, you know, I've told my child to go do something because right now if they don't do this, they could die. Right. But I've not trained them to obey well enough that I could... I trust that that would happen. That's right, and of course, the Lord can intervene on your behalf. That's it, yeah, it, it, it could, but I mean, and I think that's, I think the, the thing that we
1: need to get to with a place with our children uh, in those kind of scenarios is we we need to have already laid the groundwork. They know mom, mom, and dad are wanting our best, mm. and they're they're not going to command us to do something for our harm. And now we're in a in a a scary situation. It's probably something loud going on. And so dad said, go to your room. It's not something I wait and see if that's what I really should do. It's I'm just going to go to my room. Right. So, um, so it's,
0: it's on the parents as well to not, not being uh, trifling with our commands that we give our children and not being petty and having,
1: well, um, you're, you're inciting them to wrath anyway, if you do that. So
0: good point. I mean, um, so yeah, uh, the Second Amendment, okay. and of course, the Second Amendment covers what we've just talked about. If you're, right. you you know you want to be a gun owner, and uh, you want to have a home defense weapon and those kinds of things, um, it covers that. And it, um, I think, a lot of our listeners probably would would know and understand that it covers you being able to carry a gun in public, right. uh, a concealable uh, compact pistol a handgun, whatever, if you want to put a, a big cowboy forty four mag on your hip, <laughs> you can. Yeah, right, yeah, um, have at it. Wouldn't advise it for maybe a, something we'll talk about later this podcast, but right. wouldn't advise it, but you can. Right. But one of the things I hear a lot um, from the left and uh, from the media is, uh, you know, we've got to get rid of the weapons of war. Um, and they say the Second Amendment doesn't, you know, they didn't have, they had muskets in mind, they didn't have, you know, AKMs and AR 15s right. and AR platform 12 gauges and stuff. They weren't thinking about those things. Um, well, one, that the First Amendment didn't have the internet in mind. That's right. And we, we cover that with. Yes, so that, that argument, if we're going to be consistent, we have That's to right. say that the, the internet can't be covered. And we are consistent. And so we recognize that because the First Amendment covers that, it does, the Second Amendment covers modern weapons. Right. But they'll say, Oh well, um, that that's a that's an assault rifle, you know, air quotes, <laughs> or that's a weapon of warfare. Michael, does the does the Second Amendment cover those things? Yes, it it it, it is uh, for the purpose of a well uh, equipped
1: militia, and so why? Because government governments can and do turn into tyranny, and and so to protect the citizenry. Um, then it was it was put there for, for that reason it wasn't for hunting it wasn't it wasn't so you could go skeet shooting it was so that if your government was tyrannical you could
0: resist them so the whole point of the second amendment is to own weapons of war correct yeah that's, that's, a, <laughs> the, whole reason. that's a, the whole reason so you um you're you're fine if i go buy a tank after this yeah
1: absolutely yeah <laughs> They're you got to let me ride in it but yeah
0: but there it kind of shows the problem is i can't i mean I know I picked a, a, an exaggerated example, but I couldn't own a tank because uh, I could, but I can't own one that's armed. The right. same way that uh, the military can own full auto, but you can't own full auto. They can own suppressors right. and silencers, but you can't own those things. Um, and I would say that's a violation. Would you agree? I of would. The Second yes. Amendment?
1: I, absolutely. I, I definitely would say that it is. Um, now, do, do I do I want um, you know? Billy Bob down the road here uh, to own, you know, a
0: thermonuclear weapon. Well, no, of course not. Right. But... I think that that does go outside the, the scope of the Second Amendment. I think it <laughs> because does. you're not talking about something that a, a normal military militia, a ground-pounding military is going to own. You're talking about something that is designed to kill as many people as possible. Correct, yeah. it's a, it's a mass, mass level. level. That's right,
1: mass destruction.
0: And so, but yeah, I, I think that... Um, I
1: think that we should be able to own, you know, standard military equipment um, to defend ourselves with.
0: Yeah, And for the most part, you can. Um, yeah. And, you know, maybe a lot of, maybe some listeners know it, maybe some don't. But you can actually go uh, to either online or to some of the bigger um, in-person stores. And there's really not much that you can find in, <laughs> in Call of Duty. You're right. That you can't find uh, publicly available now. Some of it has got a big price tag on it, but oh, if yeah. you want to fork out, you know, one to five grand, it's it's available and it can be purchased in a semi-automatic form. Right. That's right. That's right. So, um, so uh, obviously, as uh, we're living in a time where there's a lot of tyranny, sure, and uh, the government has now shown its its face and uh, its true colors, and they're uh, just this last week. Uh, Biden released the the plan for the anti domestic terror uh, initiative, and there, uh, the thing that was interesting in there is they sp- they specified that uh, the the targets, the things that they thought were the biggest threats, uh, the biggest domestic terror threats, were uh, white supremacy and uh, what? How did they phrase the second part? Uh, anti government ideology. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that they used. As their example was the January 6th Capitol riot, which neither of us would, would condone and no. both of us would say was wicked. That's right. Um, but in the photos that were included in nearly all the articles I read were of, the, of Trump flags and American flags. And uh, when you really read the details of not just what the White House press corps put out, but also what the media themselves are saying, and I'm sure they are probably have been told to say this. Yeah the thing that seems to really be in their mindset is what they call far-right extremism. Right. Well, the problem with that is the things that they label far-right extremism are well-regulated militias. That's right. So, um, obviously, they use the Proud Boys as their mm-hmm. their poster child for the, for the bad guy. And in full disclosure, I don't know much about them. I don't either. But I do know that um, many states have had... Militias and mm-hmm. militia oper, operating militias for a, decades now, right? But they're growing rapidly. Yes, and uh, those uh, entities are named off now as potential problems. Um, it's never been more important, I think, as a U.S. citizen to own not just a firearm, but a, but a a good firearm, a good one, yeah, and to actually be ready to to implement the yep. things that we've talked about thus far, not just public carry, not just um, home defense, but even as scary as it is, this is just the reality that, of the world that we live in, I think, and you would probably agree that you're, we're living in a time where you actually may be contending with your own government. That's right. Trying to take things from you, trying yeah. to, to steal things from you.
1: Yeah, well, and that's, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, there's a lot of scary things that um, – you know what? The I think the biggest question is not whether the government's going to eventually crack down on Christians and, um, you know, right wing people, people who are on the right. I think the question is going to be over what issue. You know, is it going to be over homosexuality and transgender things? You you're not shaking your head and smiling as those things go on, or uh, is it because? You're not taking a vaccine that they demand everybody has to have, or you know, a number of things. Um,
0: As Doug Wilson says, we're just waiting on the flashpoint. That's it. Yeah, He's, we're just. That's he right. would say, "With the powder kegs loaded, we're just late. We're, we're waiting on what, which issue that's is right. going is to actually off. set it off?
1: Yeah, and I think, I think the problem, the problem we have is. Um, we have been well trained in our public schools to do whatever the government has commanded us to do, and so a lot of people will not act when they should. Um, so, t- for me, the defense of my neighbors is is one of the one of the things. If they're rounding up people, I don't care whose side they're on. If you're rounding up people, putting them in in um, in vans or buses or whatever, we've seen this play before. Yeah, and we know how it ends. So, I don't care if it's people with Trump masks on, mm-hmm. you know, acting for Trump, loading up people in a car. We're not doing that, right? We, we can't allow that.
0: And uh, the, you know, the obviously, if you if you pay attention to the media, um, and to what the the new um, uh, this current presidency seems to be uh, pursuing, what their agenda is, they're beginning to come after your firearms. Right. Um, they just, you know, the. The people that that, uh, the Biden uh, administration has put into power um, in positions that relate to the ownership of firearms and the Second Amendment have unanimously been enemies of owning anything. That's right. Especially AR AR platform weapons uh, for even decades now. Um, The new director of the ATF is somebody who's come out publicly numerous times and said we shouldn't nobody should own an ar and um so you're talking about a the the agency that regulates firearms now yeah. has the guy running it who doesn't think that there should be any firearms to be re- to be regulated and right. uh biden during his his run um and since then has as his uh information that he has public is still the same that he thinks that we need to come after that the AR, he he said he calls them weapons of war, but we all know what he's talking about. That's right. Um, he he wants them gone. But the problem with that is they won't stop there. That's how that they are incrementalists. That's right. They'll take one step at a time until you don't have anything. If you don't believe me, just look at Great Britain. That's right. Now they can't own knives. And I <laughs> wish I was kidding, <laughs> I but they can't. <laughs> they, uh, they have that famous case where the guy. Came in at knife point, tried to rob a restaurant, and the dude took a narwhal. If you don't know what that is, it's a basically a whale with a horn. They took the horn of a narwhal off of a wall on a seafood restaurant, <laughs> and had to fight the guy off with it because nobody was armed. Wow. <laughs> and um, but historically, I mean, this is a, it's just it's a heavy podcast episode. It's a dark, right? Dark. <laughs> this just dark, turned red quick. But um, the historically, whenever a, a the government in power has sought to take weapons. Their next step is oppression and uh, frequently right. oppression to death. That's right. They begin to kill their own people. That's right. And so um, Stalin did it. Uh, Hitler, the, did, Hitler it. did it. Yep. Um, Venezuela, before their crash, uh, their very famous uh, soci- socialism, communism crash, took uh, their firearms from the citizens. They disarmed their citizenship. Uh, Europe, several European countries have done it. Australia has done it. New Zealand has done it. And what it's done is it's rendered th- those populations completely unable to defend themselves That's or right. stop them. So, would you, I, I would assume that you w- um, would say that this issue is probably one of the biggest issues of our time.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think, I think we're going to have to determine, we're going to have to decide what are we going to let them have. Against what are we going to tell them we no longer have? G- right, you yeah. know, or, 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 because I mean, you can't. There's t- there's two problems that we run into because a lot of Americans are they want to bury their head in the sand, right? And they want to say, oh, they're never going to come for your farms. Never will. They well, do the that.
0: previous administration they said that too, and they yeah you yeah
1: know. yeah. And so, well, but all they have to do is look at what happened uh, after Katrina. In New Orleans, they were they were going house to house taking people's guns, and the you know National Guard who would never turn on its people were arresting,
0: brutalizing, and stealing guns from citizenry in New Orleans. Speaking of that, the, in, in <clears throat> Biden's plan for the anti domestic terror, uh, one of the the first things listed is that they were going to begin going to active government employees and active military and screening them to see whether or not they had, quote, anti-government ideology. Really? So you're talking about a point now where, and, and you know, it's all, it's all jargon that you and I both know what it means. It means somebody who's a problem Right. now they can get them out because you are you're too far right-wing you might be an extremist look at what they've done with anybody who's sided with Trump yep. they villainized them to the point where mentioning them positively is is a sin by their standards that's right um, they are actively working to su- to suppress and silence uh, those kind of voices voices like from guys like Ted Cruz yep yeah um, You know whether or not you you agree with all his ideology, he's been a thorn in their side. Lindsey Graham is the same way. Right. I know a lot of people in South Carolina take issues with a lot of the things he did. Right. But the things that he has done is really get on their nerves by not being willing to compromise on some things. That's right. Yeah. Um, Those guys that backed Trump are now considered and being openly called by people like AOC and Pelosi enemies of the state. Right. Um. And I bring all this up to to kind of demonstrate that you. They're not, this isn't a game that they're playing. They're actively trying to take a level of power that you can't take back. Right. And I think that one of the greatest, if not the biggest thing, holding them back from doing everything they want to do and what's forcing them to play all these long political games right, is the fact that uh, there statistically is around two firearms for every one U.S. citizen in right. our hands. That's right. And... They cannot figure out how on the, how on earth they're actually going to get them from you. Right. They're they're working on it. <laughs> right. But I don't I don't think that they've quite figured it out yet. Well, no. And and I, when we talk about Americans with firearms,
1: I, um, a quote from World War II um, Admiral Yakamoto from Japan. Um, they the Army, I don't know if you knew, but the, the political structure was weird. They had the emperor, but the, then the Army controlled so much of the country and the Navy controlled so much of the country, and they had to compromise with each other. And they were actually like political factions that like we deal with today. Um, and one of the things that uh, the Army really, really, really wanted to do was after they attacked Pearl Harbor, they wanted to invade California. And um, to shut it down, Yakamoto said, I'm— I, he went to college in America and he said, "I'm telling you, they have so many firearms. He said there will be a rifle behind every blade of grass as soon as we land. And he said, there's no way you'll conquer. You're that not regime.
0: just contending with the military that's anymore. Right. You're contending with millions of armed citizens, correct. And they've got things that the, that the and some cases that the army doesn't, that's right. Um, which is an interesting point because the you know the AR-15 is villainized as being this incredibly deadly, even in its semi automatic, not fully automatic form, this deadly killing machine. And it is a high capacity firearm, but an AR fifteen round, a five five, six NATO or a two two three Remington right. is not a powerful round. No, it's not. They're not talking about worrying about and I don't even think that the that the AR had been uh, was around. No, then. no, no. The, there they, were well, A K platforms and there right. were uh, some semi automatic and fully automatic platforms, but you're not just talking about you know a, a military guy with an with a five five six round. You're talking about a hunter with thirty with, out six, a thirty six, <laughs> or a two seventy Winchester. That's, right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Which is a— with a, with a high powered scope. A, so yeah, he's he's, he's shooting you it. from three hundred and fifty yards away. That's right. That's and right. you're trying to get the guys that are you know between thirty and eighty yards away. That's right. Yeah. Um transition a little bit into getting off the dark yeah let's (laughs) just the 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 hard reality subject and move into the you know uh when we talk about um firearms we are talking about um hunting as well and uh we intended to do a a fishing game episode where we talk about the legitimacy of hunting but we'll touch a little bit real quick here at the end on uh hunting um is it okay to hunt i
1: think it's it's a necessity i think you not not that everybody has to. I'm not a hunter um, I used to squirrel and bird hunt when I was uh, in high school um, but fell out of it because of responsibility and marriage and those kind of things I think that it you have to if you because if we don't like deer especially um, they' they are uh, very there's very few predators that actually could catch and kill a deer in this area mm-hmm. I mean. Coyotes rarely are gonna that they s- usually stick to smaller game like rabbits and foxes, so eventually if they'll overpopulate, they'll they'll eat up all the resources that they have, and then you know you get the blue tongue and then um, other diseases that happen from overpopulation and lack of food, mm-hmm. and so um, it's it's actually more cruel to not kill a certain amount. Of, of deer every year
0: and also with, uh, a problem in our area and nationwide is feral hogs yep wild feral hogs uh, well the the farmers especially in louisiana will tell you that they can destroy up to two hundred thousand dollars worth of of uh soybean crops yeah. in one night yeah one night um and so there's a, a major effort Uh, going on uh, uh, really nationwide to, to slow down because they're breeding so efficiently. That's right. Yeah. Um, They're having, you know, uh, one pair is, is producing eight to 10 and then those produce eight to 10 and they spread quickly. Um, But um, the only thing I would add and just mention with the hunting is uh, I think it's important when you are choosing a firearm to hunt that you just think through efficiency of the kill you want to be humane. That's right. Um, it's very, very important biblically to uh, regard the life of, of a beast, even the ones that you're uh, attempting to, to take the life of. That's right. Um, those animals were created by God's wisdom for the purpose of glorifying God in some capacity. That's right. Um, so when you're selecting a firearm, whether you're going to go deer hunting or squirrel hunting or turkey hunting or whatever, um, just think carefully through the caliber that you choose and be sure that 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 gun can ensure an, an a swift and efficient kill. That's right. You're not wanting uh, to the animal to suffer. Uh, if you're out there and you're a hunter or you want to get into it, don't take. You know, well, that's the that's a twelve point buck. That's the biggest one I've ever seen. But I'm gonna have to shoot him through twenty yards of brush. Yeah, well, you could injure him and never find him. That's right. It's it's it. I would say it's biblically advised to forget the trophy and to remember. What you are here for, which is to be That's a good right. steward of God's creation, That's and right. being a good steward, I think in that scenario is, hey, maybe I'll get him with a cleaner shot. I'll play. For, I'll pray for a cleaner shot next time. But I'm going to wound this animal and cause a lot more suffering, and pro- probably right. or potentially lose this animal um, if I take this shot. Just think through those things. Don't play the. Let's see how small a caliber I can get. I'm going to shoot this deer with a 22 yeah. for the sport. That's not that's not what we're about as no, no. Christians. Uh, we're about being good stewards. That's right. We're about uh, loving the creation. We're about um, taking care of what God has right. has given to us. So uh, pick the right caliber, pick the right firearm, that's pick right. the right shot. That's right. And just trust that you know um, if this is what if it's I mean just from a providence standpoint. Um, if, if the Lord wants you to take that animal, He's going to give you the right, the right. right opportunity.
1: That's right. Well, and that's, I think that's the thing too. You, you know the earth is the Lord in the fullest, fullness thereof. And so mm. if, if if you go after a deer, that's not your deer and it's not the guy's deer who owns the land, it's God's deer. and you' you're to be as um, as humane as you can be um, with using that as a resource. And again, I would if you don't eat deer meat, don't go deer hunt unless you're willing to process it and give it away. Right. Don't waste the, the, the meat of the animal. You know, that's, that's not good either. So.
0: Right. Do you have any uh, last topics or, or any comments that you wanted to bring up for what we've talked about? None that
1: I can think of off the top of my head. I think we covered pretty much everything that I had been thinking about.
0: All right. So uh, a few practical things um, to kind of close out. We, I'd really like to encourage everyone, if you're listening, you've uh, maybe you heard something that Michael said or something that I said, and you uh, have questions, um, you can reach out to us. Um, if you know us personally, you can reach out to us. Uh, Michael, you sent me the email for this podcast, <laughs> and I have already lost it, I think.
1: It is crownrightscastnet
0: at gmail.com. crownrightscastnet at gmail.com. Gmail. gmail.com yeah so that's our email address email us with if you have any questions if you have anything you'd like to add to the show um, if you have uh, any concerns and uh, take what we've talked about today and apply it um, if maybe you maybe you've you've owned guns for you know a decade and you just haven't shot them in a while right um, maybe you've already got that handgun but you've not got that CWP go out and get it done um, take that uh, that step in maturity that's right and uh, um, and go be a defender. That's right. Um, maybe you don't own any firearms. Reach out to one of us. Reach out to somebody you know. Um, we're not going to get you. We're not out to get you. We'd love to help you. <laughs> right. Um, uh, become a gun owner and uh, learn what it takes to be safe and responsible. Learn what. Learn how to practice good gun safety. How to store your firearms in right. a way where they're accessible to you and no, not sure. to your children, yep. accessible to you and not to someone who breaks into your house. Right. Uh, we'd love to help you with those things. Uh, we hope that we've encouraged you in some way, shape, or form today. Um, and with that said, uh, we are signing out. Thanks for giving us a listen.